0: Romans chapter 13, verse 1 says this, Let every person be in subjection to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore he who resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God, and they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. Well, good morning, and welcome to Real Truth for Today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here, the pastor of First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and I'm sitting across the table from my good friend, Dr. Chris Schroeder. Dr. Schroeder, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Pastor Jeff. Well, Dr. Schroeder is the teaching pastor at First Baptist Texarkana, and he and I Uh, Work closely together. He's been a frequent guest on the program. And today we want to talk about uh, something in keeping with uh, the Fourth of July week. We just had that on Tuesday. We want to talk about God and Government and Chris, I know this is something that you just recently taught on right. uh, in your in your Bible study class, uh, God and government from Romans chapter thirteen. And so, uh, as we think about that subject, uh, why is why is government so important in the Word of God?
1: Yeah, I teach one of the uh, Sunday school classes in our church, and we've been going through Romans verse by verse. We've been going through sections upon sections of Romans. So, Romans is such a great. Book, one of my favorites. And it just so happened that on last Sunday, which was July 2nd, that we landed on Romans 13. And so you think about independence. You didn't manipulate that. Didn't manipulate it at all. Just so happened that we landed on that. And uh, so Romans 13, the first seven verses really talk about our relationship with government, which was perfect to talk about right around Independence Day and, you know, just the days that we live in, how important government is. And just remembering that uh, civil government is a part of God's purpose for the world. You know, Mm -hmm. God created government. He created three things. He established three things. He established the family. You know, we see that in the very beginning in Genesis Mm -hmm. chapter 2. He created the church. You know, we see that in Acts chapter 2 at Pentecost and when the church started. Mm -hmm. And then he created the government. And so he tells us uh, specifically how our relationship to the government should be, how we should respond to government.
0: Well, it's very interesting. I was talking to, uh, Paige Patterson about, uh, centralization of power. Mm. And he said how the Bible is against that. Mm. And, uh, you know, you have in Genesis 11, you have, they come together after the flood and they want to centralize everything. And the Lord said, uh, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The Lord said, scatter uh-huh. and they said, no, we're going to gather. And so, um, he confounds the the languages, and then you have the table of nations that come in Genesis chapter eleven. But obviously government is is important because you can't
1: you can't really have society if you have nothing that is governing society. Right. I mean, you you do want people to have that autonomy. Uh, to live their lives, and so there is a point where government can um, overstretch itself, and that's what we have to be mindful of, that we're not being, uh, you know, tinkered with, that government hands aren't getting into things that they shouldn't, and, um, but yet government is important. Uh, we talked about there's four purposes of government, you know, four specific purposes, and if you think about those purposes, if they go beyond, if government goes beyond that purpose, then they've stretched too far. Mm-hmm. And so you have to draw a line in the sand. So the the purposes would be to protect human life, uh, to protect personal and property rights, to handle disputes between people, and then to punish lawbreakers. Those are the four basic purposes of government. And oftentimes we see government doing more than that. And uh, that's not what we want, that's where we have to draw a line. Or as we're seeing in America today, which
0: is uh, disconcerting for so many of us, um, they're not protecting human life. Yeah, I mean, abortion doesn't protect human life. Obviously, you're killing people. Yes. Uh, when we're seeing people that commit a crime, and then are back out on the streets yep. later that day, so you're not protecting people's human life. You're not protecting personal property. Um, or punishing punishing yeah. lawbreakers. Yeah, you're not doing anything that government is supposed to do. Uh, it says in Romans 13:3, for rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Do you want to have no fear of authority? Do what is good and you will have praise from the same for it is a minister of God to you for good. That's what it's designed to be. But if you do what is evil, be afraid, for it does not bear the sword for nothing, for it is a minister of God, an avenger, who brings wrath upon the one who practices evil. Now, that's what government is supposed to do. Yes, that's right. And so, uh, Chris, when we live in a society where government is not doing that, Mm -hmm. then we have a—Houston, we have a problem.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I definitely you could go either way. That government could do not what they're supposed to do, not enough— or they can overstretch and do too much. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, we can talk about this in a bit, but I feel like we as Christians have to kind of draw a line in the sand. You know, we're gonna be submissive to the authorities to a certain point, but when that goes too far, um, then we have to stand up. And you think about things that happened during COVID. Um, you know, I told our class to make sure they watch, I know there's a documentary coming out by uh, John MacArthur called the essential church Mm -hmm. where in California they were shutting down the church and they said, that's no, we need church. Church is essential. This is a part of our faith. And so, uh, you've gone too far.
0: Well, I had a conversation with a guy uh, at the national religious broadcaster's convention and he was saying the church that he was a part of, which was in California was blowing and going. And they were very involved with the government with local government officials, the mayor and all that. And when COVID came out, they leaned on this pastor in this church and said, we need you to support us. Mm. And that church didn't meet for two years. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, this guy said, you know. There goes momentum. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The moment. I mean, they just basically lost the church, had to Mm. restart. And uh, I just said to myself when he told me that, that they were they were in lockstep with the government to be a quote unquote good neighbor. Mm hmm that's where you got to break and say, you're asking me to do something I can't do. Right. Um, I I serve the Lord. I don't serve you. I can serve you as long as it doesn't conflict with the Lord. But as soon as it does, then I'm out.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's where we have to draw that line and say, like, who is our most important relationship with? You know, our relationship to God is much more important than government. So, um, you know, we are, we're a citizen of two worlds, but God is our priority. God is our number one.
0: Well, so, Chris, when it says, let every person be in subjection to the governing authorities, uh, the word subjection there is hypotasso, which means to rank yourself under, uh, to place yourself under, and it doesn't mean that the government is always right about everything, but we have to have an attitude of submission uh, for those in government. So, Chris, if—let's say— um, Somebody's listening and says, "Well, I don't, I don't like this current administration at all. I think they're way overstepping. They're not doing the things that government is supposed to do. So, I'm not going to be in subjection to them."
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we are in that tricky place because we are in two different worlds. So, I don't know that there's uh, a clear answer. I think that each each issue you'd have to think about each issue and where you need to stand on each issue and how far is too far, you know, draw that line in the sand. But uh, we do know that God has established authority such as government, and so there has to be, you know, Jesus said, give to Caesars what is Caesar's. So there is a a submission to government, uh, but there is also a place where they are human, and -hmm. if they go too far and they overreach and uh, it's against our beliefs as Christians, we have to say no, we have to stand up.
0: Well, you know, as, as uh, Eric Metaxas has written in his Bonhoeffer book and then Letters to the American ch- Pastors uh, or Letter to the American, American Church, I forget exactly how it's, the title is, but, but he's basically saying, hey, wake up, church, uh-huh. because what happened in Nazi Germany in the 30s is right. happening again today, mm-hmm. and those guys were too slow on the draw, the pastors, mm-hmm. to recognize, hey, this is a trap. And so they kept going along, going along, going along. It's kind of the the appeasement attitude. Well, we'll just give in, give in, give in. And eventually, you don't have any rights left. And then he just tells you what you're going to do.
1: Right. I mean, that basically that premise of you know just giving an inch, they take a foot. Uh-huh. You know, so just giving in a little bit, and eventually, they have all the power. Well, it's a it's a big concern, and uh, people are asking that question
0: today. So, as a Christian, how how far do I go? And uh, it is not necessarily uh, just an an easy no black and white area. That can be a gray area. But I we- mean,
1: your primary obedience is to God. You right. always know that your primary obedience is to God. Right. So obviously,
0: as a Christian, you can't support the the murder of the unborn. Mm-hmm. Um, we, there's no way we can support that, and it's it's uh it's an abomination to God. What has gone on in our country is a Great praise the Lord with the Supreme Court decision last year to reverse Roe v. Wade, uh, but we still have that going on, and we still have states like California, your home state, that is so pro-killing babies. It just blows your mind how anybody could be that committed to that kind of a, a barbarity and, and sinfulness. But they are.
1: Well, that's why. Um that's what we have to fight for. We have to fight for those causes. We, we can't be sitting on the sideline with causes like that. We have to fight, and we have to, that's why we have to get involved in civil government, and we need to uh, vote for candidates that are pro-life. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so we have a great uh, privilege in America, and that is the, the privilege to vote. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was given to us as I was asked at that, uh, that round table that I did at the Southern Baptist Convention, uh, we were they talked about, hey, how do pastors get involved in uh, in getting their congregations to vote and to vote rightly? You mm-hmm. vote for biblical values. And I had mentioned about how uh, Jesus said, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and render to God the things that are God's. Well, Caesar's our government and Caesar wants our vote. Mm mm-hmm. um, That's one thing that you hear the politicians, left or right, they're asking people to vote. They want
1: you to vote. And so we need to vote. And And you have that one day that you vote and uh, we have to vote. You're right. We have to vote. And then there's um, there's repercussions. You know, uh, there's results that we have to live with. And we've seen that. We've seen that in the current administration uh, and we've seen that in the previous administration. We've seen the results uh, pro and con of who's been elected. Yeah, it makes it.
0: I mean, it was Barack Obama who said, "You know, uh, elections have consequences." That's
1: why I was thinking about. Yeah, elections have consequences, and that's really true. And
0: mm-hmm. they do. And uh, you know, we, we're not really in a place to criticize anything if we didn't, if we didn't get up and
1: vote. Well, I mean, elections—the biggest consequence that we've seen is the Supreme Court, <laughs> right? And the power of the Supreme Court—that is really the greatest consequence that an election has.
0: Yeah, and uh, as we were talking about just a uh, little bit ago, um, Donald Trump, the the greatest con- contribution that he made in his presidency mm-hmm. was he had three conservative Supreme Court justices yeah, that's huge. on the court. Yeah, um, And they have made a difference. Mm-hmm. And not that they're voting um, just, hey, I already have my vote already lined up, I know what I'm gonna do here, here, and here. They're voting based on the Constitution. Right. And they're saying, what does the Constitution say? Constitution doesn't say anything about uh, we have the 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 right to murder unborn babies. Right. Uh, it's not going to say that. The ones that are
1: going to stay strict to the Constitution, they're going to stay close to the Constitution. Right. And so e- even
0: if you were liberal, but if you were honest mm-hmm. and you were going to interpret the Constitution as it is written, right. you would have to say, well, this is out of bounds, that's out of bounds, that's... I mean, you'd have to uh, make a, a right decision. That's right. That's right. And, uh, and so we're seeing people with uh, liberal ideologies, obviously, on the court. And you can, you can tell before the case ever comes to them what they're going to vote. Right. And, what? I mean, that
1: brings up the point, you know, um, I think you read verses 3 and 4. Uh, for rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior but for evil. Do you want to have no fear of authority? Do what is good and you will have praise from the same. For is a minister of God to you for good, but if you do what is evil, be afraid, for it does not hear the sword for nothing, for is a minister of God, an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. So government leaders are supposed to be servants of God, Mm -hmm. uh, fall under the umbrella of being a servant of God.
0: Well, servants of God and servants for the people. Right. On behalf of the people's best interests. And, you know, when you say it doesn't bear the sword in vain, it doesn't bear the sword for nothing. Uh, the sword wasn't used to swat people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like school back in the 80s where you got swats mm-hmm. with a board. The sword was there to cut your head off. And uh, that's government's role is to punish evildoers, to make a society safe for those who who are living with within the bounds of, of the laws.
1: Right. And it's temporary. So the civil government is temporary. Um, they rule for a specific amount of time, for a short amount of time, and then pass it on to the next leader. Well, you're listening to Real Truth for Today,
0: and I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve,
1: talking to my good friend, Dr.
0: Chris Schroeder. We're talking about God and government. We're up against a break, but we'll be right back.
2: rob west of faith and finance heard here daily on american family radio we understand how important it is for christians to leave a legacy that will impact generations to come one way you can do that is through a charitable gift annuity from the afa foundation A charitable gift annuity benefits the culture-transforming work of the American Family Association. It helps ensure American Family Association is here boldly standing for biblical principles well into the future. And the charitable gift annuity allows you to shore up permanent income for life. Reach out to Riley Wildman and the team at the AFA Foundation today to see if a charitable gift annuity is right for you. Call 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345. Or visit them online at afafoundation.net. Sandy Rios 24-7. It's not a morning show. It's an all-day show fueled by the wit and wisdom of Sandy Rios. If you have a smartphone, I think you should download the AFR app. Sandy Rios 24-7 is on the podcast page at AFR.net. I have, you know, so many listeners from the radio show who are now listening to the podcast. Sandy Rios 24-7. You live my prayers all the time. Sandy Rios 24-7 on the podcast page at AFR.net. I love AFR. You say it's on the radio, too? Here at American Family Radio, we know that many people find their audio entertainment in other places than the radio. So our programming is available with the AFR app on Apple and Android devices, through Amazon Alexa, and now available on Roku. I just love the podcasts. That, too. American Family Radio, streaming our podcast, now available wherever you
3: are. And we're on the radio. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 29 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE.
0: Welcome back to Real Truth for Today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here talking to Dr. Chris Schroeder. Our subject is God and government. Romans 13 is a classic passage Uh that deals with the uh, relationship between the Christian and government. Every person is to be in subjection to, potasso is the Greek word, to rank under the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Okay, so Chris, let me ask you this. Every authority is established by God. Somebody doesn't come to a position of authority unless God allows it, because God is the sovereign God. Right, right. And so when you think about Adolf Hitler mm. and his regime mm-hmm. you say okay I mean the the person that wants to poke holes in the Bible and Christianity and say well, well I guess God is for what Hitler did
1: right how would you answer that oh man i mean that's the that's the age old <clears throat> theological question you know as far as control and sovereignty of god but i mean uh, you know my automatic response is we live in a broken fallen world where people who are corrupt, who are um, evil, come into power because the enemy of this world uh, has, you know, has caused that to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I do know that God is sovereign and God is in control, but I do know that there are wicked people that are in leadership that have been put in leadership. Right and
0: just because so so hitler did come to power obviously you say well is that was that god's will no that wasn't god's will right he allowed that to happen. he allowed
1: it it came through his hands he allowed
0: it Right. right so it's just like the things with job you know when we think about evil in the world uh god didn't do those things to job satan did those things to job but satan can't do anything to job unless god allows that lets down the hedge so you could say in in a roundabout way ultimately Nothing happens unless God says, okay, that can happen.
1: Well, we see that throughout the scriptures. So the Israelite people and how much they were under other people's control and then leading to the the Jewish people. And even as Paul writes this in Romans, this is not a democracy. He's talking about it. No. So we, we read things through our... Uh, lens of democracy that we live in, and as Americans, he's not writing this to Americans. No. You know, we apply the truths that we can apply to our lives in the situation that we're in. But uh, Israel was always under someone, or you know, the Jews were always under someone's control. Well,
0: when you think about, we talked about uh, a little bit about the American Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've spoken to that about that over. Over the you know time we've been together um, before this program, but uh, the big question is well were were the founding fathers wrong to separate from England? Is that a violation of Romans chapter thirteen? Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to a historian about that and he said, well, King George was way overstepping his bounds and so you know they list all those grievances in the Declaration of Independence. this is why we're separating from you and uh, they felt they had,
1: every right under scripture to say, we're not going to
0: follow you anymore.
1: Yeah. And we believe that God helped that to take place. He gave protection to them and he he empowered them to be able to do that. We believe that God gets the glory for that for our nation being started. Right. So I think there,
0: there, uh, as we mentioned, there's a line that you have to draw in the sand that says, I will submit to, uh, to the governing authorities until the governing authorities authorities or asking me to do something that violates Scripture, that violates my uh, my relationship with the Lord, just as in the book of Acts when they said, don't preach or teach anymore in this name. Well, we're not going to be able to do that.
1: Well, I mean, I think about Jesus, his whole teaching was something about a different kingdom, a totally different kingdom that they were used to in Matthew uh, 633, you know, is what we can live by. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness first, you know, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you as well. So our first priority is to seek him and to seek his kingdom above all else. Well, and, and the unique thing about America
0: is we do have a vote. Mm-hmm. In, in Rome, they didn't have a vote. Exactly. I mean, you had a Caesar, and that was just it. And it, you either did what he said to do, or they would come and kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have a vote in America, and we we are to uh, to exercise that privilege uh, to elect godly leaders. And Chris, you know, people say, especially when it comes to the presidential election, right. because lots of times we're not getting involved like we should when uh-huh. it comes to other quote unquote lesser elections, uh-huh. you know, school board yeah, is the a, local level. Yeah. yeah. And local level matters, as we it saw does. in uh, Loudoun County and other places where mm-hmm. the school board goes off the rails and they're teaching all this CRT stuff and all this woke garbage to our kids. And uh, that's when you want to. And, and they're trying to shut the parents out. And so parents need to get involved, and they need to be heavily involved with what are you teaching my kids? And uh, y- you know we're going to get you out mm-hmm. if you're not going to uh, protect our young minds.
1: Yeah, definitely. The education uh, is worth fighting for. The education of our children is definitely worth fighting for. And the lo- at the local level, making sure we have the right people in in leadership. So, kind of an
0: aside to that, you have two little girls, mm-hmm. and uh, they're in. Fourth and third?
1: Uh, they'll be in They'll be in fourth and second this upcoming year.
0: Okay, so in Texarkana, Texas, yep. we, have a, a, we still have really good schools, mm-hmm. but uh, how would you and your wife, Rochelle, do if you were in a, a city that was, I mean, you had to send your kids to school, it's like, I don't want them to go there.
1: Yeah, not only do we have good schools, I mean, I think we have pretty good schools, but we also have choice, we have school choice. And so we can also apply to be in whatever school we want to that's outside of where we live. Mm-hmm. And so even with our kids, we don't we don't go to the school that's closest to us. We go to a school that we think is better and a better uh, for our kids. Mm-hmm. So we have that choice. We have that ability to make that decision.
0: And some parents are, uh, you know, we Debbie and I have talked about this on the program. Um, you may have to say, "Hey, we're going to have to homeschool."
1: Right. That, that is always an option. And then there's also. Uh, private schools you know Mm -hmm. there's other options um that may cost some time and some money but uh, your children are worth it and so you've got to make that decision right
0: well it's uh it's important to know where the the line is and it's important to be involved it's important for parents to uh to get involved in the school district in 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 the school board and elections knowing what's being taught in the schools Um, But render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and and Caesar is the government. That's the governing authorities. And so we need to be involved in the governing authorities. As uh, one historian told me, he said, you know, they had no voice in Mm -hmm. Rome. So Mm -hmm. you just you, you couldn't do what you can do in America. You right. couldn't come up and request an audience with Caesar to say, I don't like your policies here, there, or yon. And you can in this country because you can come before the school board. You can come to the, the town meetings, town halls, or whatever. And uh, by your vote, you can make a difference. In social media, you can make a difference by uh, exposing the lies of uh, of one candidate versus another. And uh, so in in the church, you know, Chris, you heard the st- same statistics I did uh, that were shared at that uh, Liberty uh, University dinner that we went to at the Southern Baptist Convention, or not dinner, but, but yeah. round hall or, or town hall. Um, you have uh, situations where so many Christians, professing Christians, don't vote.
1: Right. I mean, I definitely think it's our responsibility to uh, influence government for good. You know, do everything we can to influence government for good. And Jesus talks about being, being salt and light, uh, being those elements that, that penetrate this society. So, um, you know, we talked about in our Sunday school class what salt and light do. Uh, they're both elements that penetrate. So salt flavors, you know, it protects and it preserves. And so uh, Christians can keep a society from rotting. You know, Christians can be that light. And I, I think we could do so much more than we are currently doing. We can make a difference in our society our government, our culture—so much more. This is not a time to back down. This is not a time to, you know, close our eyes or stick our head in the sand. Um, we are really called. Like you, you challenge us all the time, and you say on this on this radio station to be salt and light. You mm-hmm. know, to shine and to share. <clears throat> right, shine and share, and be involved in
0: uh, people that say, "Well, you know, the early church wasn't that involved in government." Uh, in Rome, it's because they couldn't. If they had, if the early church was born in in an American form of democracy or a republic, they would have been very involved, mm-hmm. and they would have had a lot of Christian candidates for things. Because, uh, you know, you talk about Christian nationalism. I've heard guys say, "Well, isn't that our job to right. try and make our nation?" Uh, follow to I mean that's that's the whole purpose of being a Christian, being salt and light, being a witness, being an ambassador for Jesus. You want to see people come to Christ and the more people come to Christ in a nation, that nation will become
1: Christian. Well, I mean, God has placed us here, so we are in America, so we are Americans, and I, I believe it's okay to love your nation, to mm-hmm. be patriotic, to care about your nation. This is where God has placed us, so this is part of who we are, and so we care about uh, the culture that we're in. You know, we care about our nation, and so on um, this... this thing that's been taught that I've seen coming to the church that says that you can't love your nation and love God, you can't do both, Mm -hmm. I think is, you know, hogwash. Like I I believe that we are supposed to love our nation, not above God, but it's okay to celebrate the freedoms that we have. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we walk a line, you know, we showed a video on Sunday, we showed a patriotic video. Mm -hmm. We didn't sing patriotic songs, right or wrong. We didn't, but there's a line to walk but some churches i know have gotten rid of the american flag mm-hmm. they don't talk about anything america they the elections going on they just ignore it right. i don't think we say like vote for this candidate but i do think we say vote for these issues right. and this is where we stand socially you know and with you being a you know having a gift of prophecy you speak into the culture speak mm-hmm. into the social issues i think we have to if pastors don't speak into these issues then Who's speaking, LeBron James? I mean, right. Who needs to speak to these issues? Right. Yeah, and then when it comes to voting, um, Christians need to be
0: registered to vote, and they need to vote correctly. Mm-hmm. And what do you? What is it? Voting correctly. You, you're not. You're going to vote for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, if a candidate is pro-abortion. Uh, You don't vote for them. I can't vote for a murderer, Mm -hmm. somebody that's openly for murder. I'm not going to vote for them. Uh, Adrian Rogers said, and I've adopted this uh, this statement, I wouldn't vote for my own mother if she were pro-abortion as much as I love my mother. Uh, because that speaks volumes about a person when the, in, when they're pro-abortion, um, you're going to vote for liberty, religious liberty. We want to be able to have the the opportunity to c- continue to preach the gospel un, unfettered, as it says in Acts twenty-eight. Paul was able to do that even in Rome, and to live um, our lives f- with freedom, right? And to yeah, to uh, to express make choices, our, mm-hmm. our uh, you know, our God-given. Uh, inalienable rights yeah Yeah. Yeah. The, the the rights that god has given us and to and to do that freely and to do that without being uh afraid that we're going to get arrested or beaten or killed um and many other countries they don't they don't have that luxury they don't have that freedom they gather to worship and they're looking over their shoulder that hey they may Come in and, and shut us down or kill us or whatever you know in some Muslim countries,
1: uh, where that becomes a crime. So we well, had, they had the three main issues: are pro-life. Look for the candidates that are pro-life, uh, pro-Israel, and pro-freedom. Mm-hmm. You know those. That's that's what we look for. Those are the candidates that we look for. Right,
0: and and we would add another one: pro-law and order. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so with with the open borders, what we're seeing now in uh, France. Uh, that you've you've let in all these people that don't care for your country. Um, they haven't adopted your values at all. They still have their values. They're coming in, as one guy said, I saw on Twitter, he was bold enough to say, hey, the only reason we came here was for all the free stuff. Right. And so you get a bunch of people like that. That's like, think about it like a, a football team. You get people on the football team that don't like your team, that want the other
1: team to win. Well, that's going to, that's going to cause you to lose. Well, I mean, okay, since we're adding to the list, let's go pro military. I mean, we need pro military. So, you know, like um, uh, Reagan said it differently, I'll use a sports analogy. You know, uh, the best defense is a good offense. Mm-hmm. You know, so we need to be, pro- we need a, a leader. I'm talking from the top, the presidential sure. leader that's pro military uh, and, and not making our, our military weaker, but actually stronger. Well,
0: the, the weaker that we become militarily, the more vulnerable we become and the more lives you put at risk mm-hmm. because other countries, you know, we, we watch videos of our president who is obviously not in good mental health, um, not sharp, and uh, he seems bewildered, doesn't answer questions well, always looks like he's kind of lost at where he is. We're not the only ones that watch that stuff. Right, and that's
1: uh, the commander-in-chief.
0: Yeah, and that, that, doesn't, that doesn't instill confidence in our citizenry, and it sure doesn't instill fear in those that
1: hate us. Well, the main thing, too, with the military that we've seen is they have a really tough job. They have a really difficult job, and you're making their job much more difficult when you bring in the woke agenda. You bring in all this stuff that they have to now deal with in addition to... All the more important things that they have to do. So why would we try to make things harder for the military? Right.
0: Well, it it makes no sense at all. The military really has, you know, it's kind of like the the police protect and serve on a on a global scale. That's the military's job is to protect and to serve the best interests of our country. Yeah. And it's not to advance a, a some kind of woke agenda, and uh, let's make videos that show that we have uh, transvestite, uh, transgendered people. That everybody's our- welcome here. Yeah. I uh, mean,
1: the the quote, the Reagan quote, peace through strength. Yes. Right? So, so the stronger we are as a military, that gives us peace as a nation. Uh, so for my daughters, and I know listeners with your children and grandchildren, we want a safe place for them to grow up in. You know, we do want a strong education, but we also want a strong... Or a safe place that they can uh, grow up in.
0: Well, that's very, very important. And if we don't have that, then we we lose the country. Uh, I remember something Pat Buchanan said once. Uh, they were saying, "Well, who who adopted an open border strategy, and how did that work for for them?" And Pat said, "Well, I'll tell you who had an open border strategy: the American Indians. Mm. How'd and, that work? Yeah, and mm. you know they they just saw." the, the this land was is, and that's it. it yeah. yeah, it's just kind of open, you know, mm-hmm. like the sky. Nobody nobody owns it. It doesn't have boundaries. And then you, you end up losing everything mm-hmm. uh, with that kind of attitude. Yeah, that's
1: a great point.
0: So you're listening to Real Truth for Today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here talking to Dr. Chris Schroeder. God and government is the topic. Every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities, for it, there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. We'll be right back.
2: Hi, this is Todd Nettleton with the Voice of the Martyrs Radio inviting you to the Hearts of Fire virtual event on July 14th. This is a -a one-of-a-kind virtual event that highlights stories from persecuted Christians around the world. This event will benefit the global body of Christ and inspire you in your own walk of faith. Hear from four persecuted Christians, plus join in worship along with Michael W. Smith. To register as an individual or host this event at your church, visit heartsevent.com.
0: Hi, I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And we'd like you to join us for an all-inclusive event we call AFA at the Ark.
2: First annual?
0: Who knows? It's certainly the first time, anyway. It's a mini-conference, and you could
2: potentially stay with us in the same hotel, ride with us on the same bus, eat with us in the same
0: dining room.
2: Help us keep track of our
0: kids. (laughs) That could be very helpful. The event is October 26th and 27th, and we'll tour together, worship
2: together, have panel discussions with our family and Wesley and Walker Wildman's families.
0: We'll even have a special presentation by Ken Ham, CEO of Answers in Genesis.
2: The Marriott Cincinnati Airport Hotel has blocked a limited number of rooms for us at a discounted rate, with several meals included. You can register, book your room, and learn more at marriagefamilylife.net.
0: That's marriagefamilylife.net. And we hope to
2: meet you at the first ever AFA at the Ark. I hope to see you there.
1: We are not allowed to have a U-Haul that comes to heaven with us.
2: Anna-Marie Travers has an AFA Foundation charitable gift annuity.
1: The Lord has given us uh, things that we can uh, acquire, Uh, but you know, everything will stay here and I'm so thankful for for the American Family uh, Annuity Fund where we can give some to something that we so highly value.
2: Through the AFA Foundation, a charitable gift annuity provides a monthly income as well as a legacy of support for the American Family Association.
1: I cannot uh, recommend a a better person than uh, they have at AFA to help you with getting your annuity fund It was so easy
2: Call the AFA Foundation today To find out how you can set up A charitable gift annuity Just call 800-326-4543 Extension 345
0: Welcome back to Real Truth for Today Pastor Jeff Shreve here pastor of First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, along with my good friend, Dr. Chris Schroeder, who is the teaching pastor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas. We're talking about God and government. So Chris, we've covered a lot of of area as it relates to this subject, but one thing we haven't really discussed yet is praying for our government, praying for our leaders. Uh, Paul told Timothy, first of all, then I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions, and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men for kings and all who are in authority so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity.
1: Yeah, you get me all fired up and then we go to the prayer card. <laughs> it's like, man. But you're right, prayer. We need
0: to pray. And I, I'll be uh, the first to say when, uh, when the... People are The people that are in power, when they are opposed to biblical values, it makes it difficult to want to pray. Uh, we know that President Trump uh, has lots of deficiencies, uh, very egotistical, prideful. He's got lots of, of issues there. He doesn't present himself as a perfect person, and we would all say, yeah, we
1: got when that. When someone asks them if you're a Christian, like way early, you know. He said, "Oh yeah, I'm a great Christian." Yeah,
0: yeah it's uh, you know, it's just kind of cringeworthy. But uh, but we appreciated, as one man said, we don't like what he says, we like what he does. Yeah. And he did good things, and we were we were a lot more inclined, I think, as Christians to pray for him. Well, the people that he put around himself too.
1: He had yeah. a lot of believers
0: around him. A lot of Christians. As one guy told me, he said, "Uh, hey, he might not be a Sunday school teacher, but he likes Sunday school teachers." <laughs> and uh you know this current administration president biden uh he doesn't like sunday school teachers mm-hmm. he doesn't like christians he doesn't seem to like christianity people going to say well he's catholic and so he's christian um you know the proof is in the pudding i
1: and, think mike pompeo i mean he literally was a sunday school teacher or even is a sunday school <coughs> right. teacher literally
0: yeah for secretary of state under yeah. under president trump so, so we have somebody like Joe Biden, and all this, all that's going on in his in his family with his son, and uh, just the things that he has done to really weaken our country uh, can be very maddening. Uh, it can be hard to watch the guy uh, for many of us, but we're commanded to pray for him. He didn't get there by accident. Now he might have gotten there by. Uh, by unscrupulous <laughs> means, but but we know that God is over it all. And even if somebody cheats, we know that God is over all things. And so we say, okay, Lord, well, you allowed this person by whatever means to come to power and you're you're uh, commanding me to pray for that person.
1: Yeah, I, I love how you bring that up, that God is in control. That is something that is so comforting. That's the number one truth that's so comforting for us is that God is sovereign, that God is in control, that none of this catches him off guard. Nothing surprises him because I know that it, personally, when I think about the leadership and those who are currently in charge, um, there's anxiety, there's uh, nervousness, there's a, a worrisome attitude. And, uh, reminds me as we're talking, reminds me of Philippians 4, 6. You know, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so uh, prayer is the antidote to our worry, to our anxiety when we think about who's in leadership. So specifically praying for our leaders, praying for our president, current president, vice president, senators, governors, congressmen and women, praying for them, and there is so much uh, peace that comes as we pray.
0: Well, I think about uh, something I heard when I was in college. It was a sermon about uh, the Apostle Paul, and it said, you know, Paul was breathing out threats, before he was Paul, he was Saul of Tarsus, breathing out threats and murders against the disciples of the Lord. And then uh, you know he he was right. just public enemy number one when it came to Christianity because he's trying to destroy this. You know Jesus meets him on the road to Damascus. Saul, Saul, why why are you persecuting mm-hmm. me? And so uh, the preacher said, you know, it would have been natural for the early church to pray, Lord. Uh, Kill this guy, guy, slay this guy, and uh, he's doing much harm. You know, as as when the word came to Ananias, go and pray for Saul of Tarsus. I don't want to. That guy is he hates you, Lord. He hates me because I'm related to you. I don't want to go. He says, "Go for." He's a chosen instrument of mine. So why while it would have been natural for the church to pray, Lord, kill him, God says, "Well, I'm going to save him, Mm. and I'm going to turn him into the greatest testimony." The world has ever seen for christianity
1: and why can that why can't that happen today so why can't some of these leaders that are clearly far from god uh god get a hold of their heart and change them Right, You know, that would be the most powerful thing that could happen.
0: So here's a good thing, if you struggle, like I do, I'm just being honest, like I do, praying for people that are uh, so uh, anti-biblical values, praying for them, here's a good verse, Proverbs 21.1, the king's heart is like channels of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he wishes. Mm-hmm. So God is able to change somebody's heart. God is able to turn somebody's heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar was mm-hmm. surely a wicked king. And I think in in Daniel chapter 4, I think Nebuchadnezzar becomes a believer mm-hmm. in Yahweh, but he had to go through... Uh, very difficult times to bring him to that point of brokenness because he was so prideful, but God did that, and uh, no doubt Daniel had prayed specifically for Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel loved Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, he he really had, even though this guy is uh, is wicked and and pagan, Daniel loves him, and Daniel had an impact on his life.
1: I think Daniel is such a great example in the days that we live. I mean, Daniel and then the three boys too, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, such a great. Uh, example for us in being strong and standing up. T- this is the line we're not going to go past this line, and right. we're going to we're going to pray to the living God. Um, there's that good book by uh, Alistair Begg called "Be Brave." Mm-hmm. Just a little book, but that was a great encouragement uh, to my wife and I. We read that book and just you know you look at the news, you watch the news, and you think about bringing a family into this. You know raising a family in this world and it can become so discouraging it's so negative and uh sadness too that what's happening to our nation uh but daniel is such a great encouragement to us and he is the example for us to be strong to be brave even in the midst of um being under leadership that's corrupt and definitely not godly
0: yeah daniel is i remember i did a sermon series on daniel years ago and i called it uh uh, being a Christian in a non-Christian world or something mm-hmm. to that effect. And that's that's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we like it when the world, uh, let's just be honest, you know, we, we don't like it from the standpoint of cultural Christianity is not real Christianity But cultural Christianity is family friendly. Mm -hmm. And so you know that when you're raising your family in in a, a society where Christianity is looked favorably upon, uh, it's not the same as raising your family where Christianity is considered, you know, to be evil. You know, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. That's kind of this upside down world we're living in today. And so that's that's harder to raise your family in that because uh, you name the name of Christ and you're considered, oh, you're one of those. Mm-hmm. We we're going to put you're a dangerous person. You're a domestic threat.
1: I mean, uh, the thing that's that's most appealing or most uh, the traits that we could take from Daniel is that he was obedient. He was obedient to God. He fell under God's leadership, mm-hmm. and he was a prayer warrior. He was all about prayer. Mm-hmm. and he would, you know, religiously pray, talk with God. And so that's what we need. We need to be deeper in our prayer life than ever before. And you said praying for our leaders, I think even praying for future leaders. Mm-hmm. And if there's candidates that uh, you believe fall in line with their're pro-life, uh, they're pro-Israel, they're pro-freedom, they're pro-military, they, they stand for all those things that we stand for, then be praying for them be praying that God would uh, put them into office. Well, and then praying for the
0: people that are willing to step into that arena. You Mm -hmm. know, in our government today, we see different ones. Josh Hawley is one. Mm -hmm. uh, He was at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, Mike Pompeo, uh, other people like that, that are, they do have a personal relationship with the Lord. Mike Pence, uh, some love him, some hate him, some are in between, but Mike Pence is a genuine believer. He has a, a personal relationship with Jesus. And so folks like that, uh, we need to pray for them because being in the political realm, you talk about playing in the in the sewer. I mean, it's it's a nasty business.
1: Yeah, it's got to be something that you're called to do because mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be pretty. So it's not going to be an easy choice to make. So it's got to be something that God put that calling on your life to do that. And then you've got to have the backbone to stand up for godly principles biblical principles
0: uh chris it might have been mike pompeo that said when we were at that meeting at the southern baptist convention he said you know pastors want politicians to stand up for unpopular Mm -hmm. biblical views Mm -hmm. but they're not standing up for unpopular um unpop whatever yeah yeah (laughs) unpopular biblical views we need as pastors as christians in america We need to stand up and we need to speak up and we need to say, okay, come what may, I'm not going to back down on the truth.
1: Well, the shepherd of the flock, so you have a captive audience, you know at least once a week, usually at least twice a week, you have a captive audience and you are shepherding them and they're listening to you. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you don't want to waste that time. And this is all preparing. We're about to go into this really deep political season, you know, 2024, look right. forward to that. I mean, it's we're going into it. So uh, they're listening to you as the pastor. They want to know what you believe. I don't think you stand up there and you say, vote for this candidate. But like we said, you say that these are the most important issues.
0: Yeah, I've never, I've done uh sermons on elections every year since i've been here i came in 2003 so starting in the election in 2004 i've never once said vote for this person and name Mm -hmm. their name but obvious it's obvious to everybody there who i think they should vote for because you're not going to vote for a platform that is anti-god anti-morality uh, anti-everything that's good and wholesome. As John MacArthur says, you know, the the Democratic platform, uh, they wrote it straight out of Romans chapter one.
1: Well, I mean, that's the thing that people don't realize, too. You have some old school Democrats or whatever you call them, like old line Democrats. And uh, the platform has definitely changed. It's not JFK's Democrats. Mm. You know, it's changed a lot. So um, the platforms are very different. You can look Go online and look at the Democratic platform and look at the Republican platform. They are very different.
0: Well, and and if you if you uh, pattern your platform from the sins of Romans chapter 1 that is going to bring and does bring the wrath of God. Uh, That should tip you off to the fact that, hey, you go in that direction, you're going off a cliff because you're going to run straight into our God who's a consuming fire, who is going to judge you for this. And we don't need to be voting for candidates like that. And, uh, you know, America is not a social experiment. Mm -hmm. These are real people's lives. You You make decisions to put this person in office, who is totally uh, ill-prepared, unequipped uh, to do that job, and you have disastersville that affects real lives. Pete Buttigieg, mm. uh, Secretary of Transportation. Well, he got that job because he's homosexual. Mm-hmm. I mean, wh- that's not a qualification for the job. Right. And he's obviously done a terrible job based on the trained derailments and other things that we've had. And uh, he, he doesn't seem to know what he's doing. And those kinds of decisions have... Uh, devastating consequences to real people's lives
1: well the progressive means that they're progressing they're not progressing right they're progressing left so it's that slippery slope it just keeps going further and further to the left and uh it's like a runaway train well it's just like in a church you know it's hey let's
0: let's let this guy be pastor because uh we like the way he combs his hair and Mm -hmm. he's he's real cool or whatever um but i mean the bible is clear 1 Timothy 3, these are the qualifications for a pastor. He needs to have those qualifications and meet those qualifications, otherwise don't put him in charge.
1: Right, character being number
0: one. (laughs) Well, God and government, it's an important topic and uh, we do, as we started this, this last segment of the broadcast, we do need to be praying. And we need to be praying for our president, our vice president, for our senators and congressmen. We need to be praying for our Supreme Court justices because uh, they're under tremendous <laughs> fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love Clarence Thomas. You may have heard the famous quote. He said, you know, you stand up for true north. He said, you're in the middle of a storm, north is still north. Mm. He said, you're in the middle of a hurricane, north is still north. You're in the middle of calm weather, north is still north. Mm-hmm. And truth doesn't change just because of the climate. Uh, true north is true north regardless of what the circumstances are. And uh, he, he, you know, his emphasis was, we have to stand up for what's true.
1: And truth is found in God's word. That's where truth is found. It's not found in your own opinion or your feelings or what's popular, but it is in God's word. And God's word is never changing. So it's the same uh, yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. God in government. Let me just encourage you, if you're not
0: registered to vote, to get registered and to get involved and to find out what's going on. I love American Family Radio, American Family Association, because it equips uh, its listeners and uh, those who follow into what are the issues. Uh, which candidate stands where, why is this important, what is the truth. And, you know, it's hard, Chris, to find the truth today because uh, we live in a world swimming in lies. Mm-hmm. But American Family Radio, American Family Association.
1: That's like an anchor. I mean, that's something
0: you can hold on to. Amen. It's committed to the truth. Well, thanks for joining us today on Real Truth for Today, and I look forward to being with you again on Monday. Hey, we always close the broadcast with two words, shine, and share. Shine for Christ. Let your light so shine and share what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has mercy, how he has had mercy on you and God will use you as his witness. God bless you.